him some praise today. Hallelujah. Let's worship him. Let's lift him up, Jesus. He is worthy to be praised. Hallelujah. 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 You never know what God can do in a service in your life, but you have to first be a worshiper of him. You have to first give your all to him, pour it all out to him. Amen. You never know. Uh, last week, my, my wife informed me after the service that uh, God touched her back and healed her back right in the middle of the service. You never know what God can do, but if, as long as you're there worshiping God, anything is possible. Anything is possible here today, but we got to be willing to say, hey, God, whatever it is that you want, I'm going to worship you. I'm going to give you the praise that is due to you. Amen. God doesn't have to wait for a, an altar call. It doesn't have to wait for a certain schedule. Amen. God can touch somebody right in the middle of worship service. Amen. But we got to be there. Hey, I'm going to be giving God everything. I'm going to be giving God praise and pouring out to him. Amen. Because he is here. Amen. To meet and minister to our needs. Amen. And I want to leave here with him. Amen. Not just a feeling on the outside, but on the inside. That's what we need to have, right? Amen. So good to see everyone here today to worship together. Amen. As our ushers come, it's good to see the Arthurs down. And Sister Arbogast, we saw her on Thursday. Amen. And everybody else, we welcome all of our guests. Uh, amen. We pray that God would speak and minister to you today. Amen. That uh, uh, anything is possible when you get God involved. Amen. So we want him involved in our lives as much as possible. Amen. And so uh, uh, remember this coming uh, Saturday, they've got a men's breakfast with Buck. Uh, so looking forward to that. And, and obviously the prayer um, prayer event uh, the following weekend. Uh, and so we're excited for what God is doing. And we want to be a part of that. Amen. Amen. Obviously there's... Uh, Sickness going around. Uh, we're gonna pray for that. Um, I think our projector got COVID as well, so uh, that's out for the count. Uh, so we want to pray for those that are sick and those that are traveling, and pray for them together. Lord Jesus, God, we thank you, Lord, for this time, this opportunity. We thank you, Lord, for your hand upon our lives, for your many blessings. How you've given us, God, so much, Lord, that we give back to you today. Not just in offering, God, but in praise and worship and give you our hearts today. We pray for each and every need, those that are out, those that are sick. We plead the blood of Jesus over their bodies. We ask you, Lord, to the remainder of the service today, Lord, in Jesus' precious name that we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Let's come and give on the Lord today. All of my worship, receive my worship.
worthy. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We worship you. Amen. As our kids' church is dismissed, amen, we want to turn our attention to uh, the book of Joshua, the second chapter. Amen. Joshua 2. And the Joshua, the son of Nun, sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, uh, even Jericho. And they went. They came into a harlot's house named Rahab and lodged there. And it was told to King Jericho, saying, Behold, there came men in hither tonight of the children of Israel to search out the country. The king of Jericho sent unto Rahab, saying, Bring forth the men that are come to thee and entered into thine house, for they be come to search out all the country. The women took the two men and hid them and, and said thus, There came men unto me, but I wist not whence they were. And it came to pass about the time of the shutting of the gate, when it was dark, that the men went out. Whither the men went, I what not. Pursue after them quickly, for ye shall overtake them. But she had brought them up to the roof of the house and hid them in the stalks of flax, which she had laid in order upon the roof. And skipping into the, uh, moving over to the New Testament, the book of James, James 2.25. Likewise also, was not Rahab the harlot justified by works when she had received the messengers and had sent them out another way? Amen. So I want to preach to you today from this title, There Is Another Way. There is another way. Turn to a few people and greet them in the name of the Lord. You may be seated today. Amen. Living in a fast-paced society, we all move at the rate of instant. And uh, when instant isn't quick enough, uh, we, we get a little bit uh, agitated. Uh, we've, bec we've come to expect things now at the speed of now. We want it now. We want it delivered now. And we want it uh, received now. However, living life at this level... And expectation has its effects on us because we are always on the edge, jumping from one activity to another, one thought to another, one task to another. Uh, and so when we come to a stop, it's like we don't know what to do. We don't know what, what, it, what it means is to sit there and not do anything for a while. We, we can get antsy and get anxious get frustrated or get annoyed because we need to get going and to keep going. And it's, it's always a warm welcome to your day when you head out in the morning and all you see are brake lights as far as you can see. And, and you just miss the exit so to get off and to go another route and so there you are stuck in the route that you're headed and there's no way out, and nobody likes to be stuck, especially in traffic. You're always looking for a, another way, and you're always thinking, man, I wish I had a motorcycle right now just to leave everybody behind, right? 
Um, and, and so when you're stuck, you feel that there is no way out, that there is no other way, that you just kind of have to wade in this and wade through this and try to keep a smile on your face. But with each passing moment, your neck moves more and more, and you're looking, and you're looking, and you're looking for that way out. Uh, a, a better, uh, any way is better than this way that I'm currently in, uh, but, but I can't get to the other way. Uh, the same situation arises, but maybe it's a different setting, is when you go to the grocery store, or you go to Costco or Sam's or one of those uh, big box stores. As soon as you pull into the parking lot, it's like a it's a war zone out there because everyone is just uh, all driving around trying to find that that one closest spot that everyone's looking for that spot right up front. Uh, and there's only one, and there's uh, circling, looking for that spot. Uh, and, and so as it, and if, if the parking lot wasn't bad enough, what gets worse carts around and they can barely push them as is. And the people that can barely drive outside are now pushing these store, uh, going down the aisle that you're in and it becomes a maze and a mess on the inside. Uh, and so uh, you turn down the aisle and you quickly thinking, well, there's, I got to go another way because it's, this, this aisle is packed. I'll have to get that on the other side. Uh, so we're always looking for another way. Uh, and so uh, because we don't want to get stuck in the way that we're going, sitting and waiting, we hope that uh, another way opens up. Because if not, you feel stuck and it's a hopeless feeling. What can I do about this? Uh, it's out of my hands. It's beyond my control that I, I'm stuck here on this midst, in the midst of chaos. And all that I desire for right now is for to be another way. And, and so there's always uh, another And for me, being here at this moment in time, at this particular intersection of life, then uh, I would have not seen it. I, I would have missed it. I would have kept going on down that way, but somehow something came out and grabbed a hold of you. Uh, aren't you thankful that God's timing is perfect, that we were maybe stuck in our ways, we were stuck down this dead-end road of a life, and then God shows up, and he says, hey, there's another way for you, there's another life, you got to follow me, and follow wherever God is leading us, uh, I'm thankful for God to show up, and, and to pull me out of that miry clay, and to pull me out of the chaos, and to show me that there is another way. Uh, because if, if, because sometimes it's in the middle of the chaos, that's when God finally shows up. 
uh, the blessing can be come through the turbulence and the trial that's right there and facing you because if, if that chaos had not come, had that hardship not come in our life, if that discomfort never reared its ugly head, if that storm never showed up in my life, then I maybe would have kept on going the way that I was going. Kept on thinking that all is well when really it wasn't because I was headed down the wrong path in life. But thankfully God showed up in my life and he got my attention and told me that there is another way. Uh, I'm thankful for the way of God, for leading me out, and I'm sure you're thankful as well. Uh, uh, my thoughts would not have changed. My thinking would not have been altered. But thankfully, some adversity showed up in my life and stopped me in my tracks. And then that's when Jesus said, hey, there's a different way. There's a different way to live. Let's get out of here. I know you came in this way, uh, but there is another way out of here. But sometimes we have to face the storm in order to see that there is another way. As much as we want to avoid the storm, sometimes in the middle of that storm is when that secret door opens up that God says, hey, let's go out this way because God can do anything. Even though if there's a door not there, all God's got to do is just speak it and this door can open. This opportunity can open up. But sometimes it can only be visible in the middle of your trial, in the middle of your storm, and that's where it comes and God says, hey, I know you can't see where you're going. I know it doesn't look good for you, but hey, let's just step over here with me and come out this way, and I will lead you to a better choice and a better life. And so I don't know how you got here, but uh, that's how, that's what it took for me to get here is for some storms to show up in my life. I was determined to go my own way. Um, I knew that there was another way, but I was not I grew up in the church, and so I knew uh, I knew the way that I should go, but uh, you get too stubborn, and you want to do things your own way. You don't care about the way that you should take. You want to go the way that you want to go. Uh, and so what happened was is God let the enemy keep getting closer and closer in my life, applying more and more pressure in my life until finally I reached the conclusion that, hey, this life is not for me, that there is another way. I'm going to try God's way. Uh, so I'm thankful for hardship because it got my attention. And so sometimes we have to go through that in order to see that there is another way. And so uh, what a tragedy to be walking down the right way, uh, at least the way that we think is the right way, but to end up in uh, on the side of the road in a ditch somewhere because uh, we are not uh, watchful and careful where God is leading us. And so it doesn't matter what way that you came here today. I want to tell you that there is, you can go home today, and that is with more anointing and, and with a touch from God and, and being, being more committed about his kingdom. Uh, however you came in through the doors today, you don't have to leave the same way. You can leave differently because we have the spirit of almighty God here today. Uh, you may have came in here with hurts and failures, but hey, there's another way out of here today. You may 
have come with pain and sorrow, but know that there is uh, another way. Let him give you beauty for ashes and, and strength for your weakness and oil of joy for mourning. Because with God, there is always another way out of your situation. The devil likes nothing more than to back us into a corner and with dreadful details of our past or, or with the disappointments of our current situation. Uh, the more that we listen to the devil, the more we begin to believe what he says and the more we feel that there is no way out. And so where do I go or or how do I escape? Or I can't see a way out. Uh, and so let me tell you that there is another way. Even if, even if God has to make a hole in the wall to rescue you, uh, I believe that God can do that. I believe that he is the way maker. Even when I can't see him, he's still working. He's working to get us a way out and to find us another way. Uh, because our situation is never final. Our hope is never lost because we know we have God and he can always make another way. When the children of Israel, they were so uh, excited uh, about their future, they were on the brink of the Jordan River waiting for Joshua's orders to, to, to march into the promised land and to finally grab a hold of what God has promised them. And so they're... Their first target, their first city that they had to go and, and meet was Jericho. It was a well-fortified stronghold, and Joshua sent out his spies to gather uh, intelligence on the enemy and on the city and all the surroundings. Uh, but he did not send them to Jericho to find out how big and how scary and how strong the enemy was. Joshua uh, sent them in there to find out how big of a victory they're going to have. Because Joshua was not deterred by what was on the other side because he had already been over there 40 years early. He had already seen Jericho with his own eyes. And so Joshua was not worried about what faced him. He was just getting preparing for the victory that God was going to do in their lives. Uh, and so we don't need to look at it as a problem, as a situation, as a, a huge obstacle to overcome. No, we need to look at our situation as, hey, God's going to have the victory. God's going to get the victory in this. God's going to lead us out. God's going to show us another way, the way that we cannot see. God's going to bring us through that, and he's going to have the victory in our life. And so the detail of how strong Jericho was did not matter to Joshua, or and it should matter to us, because if we're going to have victory, no matter what, then victory is victory, right? No matter how big or how small, victory is victory. It doesn't matter who our enemy is. We are going to be victorious because God is going to make a way. Joshua knew this. Even before they saw Joshua, he knew that before that first step was taken, he knew that they were going to win. And that is how we should view our situations it doesn't matter what enemy I'm facing, I'm going to be victorious in Jesus' name. That God is going to give me the victory. He'll give me the power to defeat the enemy. 
It doesn't matter if it's a giant or if it's a gnat. Uh, I believe that if God is for us, that no weapon formed against us is going to prosper because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. And so whatever way that we are facing, if it seems to be blocked or seems to be an obstacle, know that God can make another way. And so if we don't have that mindset before the battle starts, then the enemy is partly already won. If we're already afraid before the battle begins, then what's going to happen when it actually starts? And, and so if we get so caught up in the details of our Jericho, uh, look how tall the walls are, or, or look how thick they are, or look at the size of their army, or look how many chariots they have. Uh, if that is what we are focused on, then we are not focused on victory, are we? Because there is always another way, and I'm going to subscribe to the belief that if God is going to give me the victory, then the details are God's problems, not mine. Right? If God is going to orchestrate a victory for me uh, in my situation, then he's the one that has to worry about the details. That I'm just here uh, releasing my faith. I'm just here believing. I'm still here just holding on, waiting for God to show up. Uh, so all the details are God's problem. If God is going to tear down the walls of Jericho, why should I be worried about how thick they are? I'm not tearing the walls down. That's what God's doing. Uh, and so I'm just here for the, for the victory, for the celebration, for the growth and the process of, of, of it all. And so for us to get caught up in the details, uh, that's God's business. Because he's the one who's going to make sure we get through it and, and declare victory in our lives. And so let him worry about the details. Uh, and so the enemies in our life right now, the, the impassable walls that we're staring at, uh, deep down inside we may be saying, how in the world am I going to get through this? How am I going to go around this? Or, or the, the, the year just started and I thought it was off to a good start, but, but lo and behold, this shows up. Or how are we going to get around this? Well, I'm here to tell you that there is another way, and that is to let God worry about it. You just, you just keep on casting your cares upon him, uh, letting God know uh, in prayer and devotion and dedication, letting God know, and God will make a way. And so we just need to stay faithful. Stay committed, uh, keep on believing, keep on praying. All he says to us is, well done, thou good and faithful servant. He doesn't say, good job figuring out all the details for me. No, God just needs people that are faithful, that are going to be there, that are going to pray, uh, that are going to hold on with faith, even though there seems to be no way. We're still going to be faithful because God needs faith to work. Without faith, it is impossible to please him. And so I'm going to make sure I'm going to hold on to the, my faith and release it when I need to release it. And so the spies infiltrated Jericho. They came to Rahab's house. And as soon as they entered their home, what happens? Uh, the king sends message uh, soldiers to her house to ask him where the men are and hand them over. Um, and they had just got there, just taken off their shoes to relax after their journey. Uh, and the king's knocking on the door as if that was quick enough. Uh, and, and so uh, the king knew what was getting ready to happen. 
He knew that Israel was amassed on the border. They, he knew that they were getting ready to invade because I'm, as much as Joshua sent spies in the land, I'm sure uh, the king of Jericho had sent spies out uh, days or weeks before to see what is going on out there. Uh, and so he knew that Israel was amassed at the border and they were getting ready to come in and, and wipe the floor with them. He knew the power of God was on Israel's side. He knew the promises of God. He, he knew that he had no chance of stopping the will of God from happening. But maybe, just maybe, if I can capture these spies before they return and, and kill them, I might be able to strike some fear into the hearts of the Israelites and keep them from uh, charging and taking over my, my city. I, I might just have a chance, and so I'm going to try to capture these spies. And, and so we tell ourselves that God is always watching, and we know that he is. And, but does a thought ever come into our minds that maybe the enemy is always watching too? That the devil is as a roaring lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour. And so he's always on the prowl. He's always looking after somebody. And so the king of Jericho is watching and he's stalking and he's waiting for that moment where he can strike some fear into your heart. Uh, and so Rahab, where are the spies? I know they just came into your house and to bring them out, and so tell me where they are. And so Rahab uh, lies to the king, says, I'm not sure which way they went, and Scripture says she sent them out another way. And so if you don't go home another way, the enemy will know where to find you. If you keep on going home the same old way that you are, the enemy's been watching, and he's So uh, if you don't go home another way, the enemy's going to know. And so guys' survival was secured because they went out another way. And so when you're out of options, when you're backed into a corner, when the king of Jericho is hunting you down and you can't if you're going to make it or how you're going to make it, there's always going to be another way. God will see to you out of your situation that the enemy will not destroy you, that you will ultimately see victory because way you followed after God and you said, God, I'm not going to go the way that I've always went, but I'm going to follow the leading of the Spirit and God will lead you another way. It doesn't matter how bad your situation gets. We must always believe that there is another way. It doesn't matter how dark our surroundings might get. We must believe that there is always another way. And that is how we survive, is by faith. It's not how we don't walk by sight faith. If I don't see a way out of it, that means that doesn't mean that there is not another way because God can always make a way when he needs to be in his timing uh, and so we just got to be there holding on by faith and believing that God's going to do something in our situation. So the nation of, of Syria went to war against uh, Israel 
And the king had been plotting uh, against Israel. But every time his secret attack was tried, Israel somehow managed to escape it. And uh, the, they could not get their plans fulfilled and they could not, the king could not do what he wanted to do. Uh, and so the king of Syria was getting upset uh, because this kept happening time after time. And so he goes to his commanders and he says, who of you is a spy for Israel? Which one of you is a spy for Israel? Because of all my, my secret plans, I tell you, and then you go and try to implement them, but somehow our plans are foiled. It's like the enemy, it's like Israel knows what our plans are uh, before we even are able to implement them. And so he asked his commanders, who of you is a spy for Israel? Because how else do you explain Israel escaping all of these secret attacks? And the Syrians said, well, it's not us, it's not any of us, but there is a prophet in Israel, a prophet by the name of Elisha, and Elisha is telling them the words that you speak in your... So the, the king of Is uh, Syria said, well, then we need to get him. If he's the one this one man, uh, then we need to go after that one man. We need to go after Elisha. And so the Syrians find Elisha, and then they surround his little tent. And it's quite the story here, 2 Kings 6. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early, gone forth, and behold, uh, a, a host compassed the city, both with horses and chariots, and his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And so he walks out of his tent, and he sees they're surrounded by the Syrians. They're surrounded by armies, an army of chariots and horses. Uh, and so what do you do when you step out and you see that, hey, way around, we're surrounded by the enemy? And he answered, Elisha answered, said, Fear not. For they that be with us are more than they that be with them. Now, uh, Elisha hasn't even stepped out of the tent yet. Uh, the servant has. The servant has seen everything with his natural eyes. and He's seen the army surrounding him. And he goes in and he tells Elisha, what are we going to do? And Elisha says, don't fear. There are more with us than there are with them. Uh, and so he says, uh, verse 17, And Elisha prayed and, and said, Pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And so here the servant thought that they were surrounded, but in actuality, the army was surrounded by the armies of God. All you got to do is believe that, hey, there's always going to be a way. Even when you can't see it with your eyes, you just got to trust in God that God is going to make a way 
and open up your spiritual eyes and see that, no, we actually, we are not the ones surrounded, but the, we are surrounded by the armies of God because there are more with us than they are with them. And so we got to understand and believe and keep on believing that God is going to make a way where there seems to be no way. And all of this, Elisha did not flinch for one second. Elisha was never worried about the details, was he? The servant got caught up in the details, but Elisha knows, hey, I serve a God who sits on the throne, who is rules and reigns, who is the one true God, the almighty God. That's the God that I serve. I don't got to worry about the details because I know that God is always for us, that God is always going to give us the victory, that God is always going to be there. Uh, and so I just know that God has a way uh, when there seems to be no way. If there's a hundred soldiers, God's going to make a way. If there's a thousand soldiers or, or 10,000 soldiers, uh, God is going to make a way. You see, the details don't matter when you know that there's always another way for the people of God. There's always a way for us to take, to escape out of their, our situation, our trial, or tribulation, that with God there's always going to be another way. And so... We need to start looking at our surroundings in a different way. The details should not matter to us because we're going to let God worry about the details. We'll let God worry about the size of the enemy or how many there are or how big the army is. That's, that's not, that doesn't concern me because I know I can't defeat it on my own. But with God, anything is possible. Uh, and so I just got to have some faith. And even though I may be surrounded and the king is after me, there is another way because I'm going to go with God. God. Musicians, if you would come, how are we going to reach our city? How are we going to reach our city? The, the details will tell us that, that we're surrounded, that we are outnumbered, that there are, there are more of them than there are us, and that, that sin is running rampant in our streets, and that lawlessness is flourishing. And so how are we going to do it? How are we going to reach this city for, for God? Well, uh, I don't know about the details. Those details are God's problem. I just know that there is another way. When we look out there, we, we may get overwhelmed. But, hey, there is another way that God has for us to take and to follow. Uh, and so we just got to believe that he's going to show up. The Bible says that where sin abounded, grace does much more abound. And so we can't help but to see all the sin out there in our country, in our neighborhood, and there's a lot of sin everywhere. But when we are going to open up our spiritual eyes and, and see that there's actually more grace than there is sin in Fort Myers... That's a perspective we need to start having. Uh, as much sin is out there, uh, there is more grace out there than there is sin. And so that means we are on the winning 
inside. There is more with us than there is with them. Why? Because we have God on our side. Uh, there is another way. We are not outnumbered. There is more on our side than God their side. And so there is more grace than sin. There is more love than hate. There is more mercy than murders out there because there is another way. And because we have God on our side, sometimes we just need God to open our eyes to see clearly what God wants us to do. And so Scripture states that the whole earth, the whole earth is full of the glory of God. Well, I tell you what, by, by looking around, you may wonder, where is the glory of God? Where is the glory of God? But we have to know, uh, it would be foolish of me to look for the glory of God with my natural eyes. Uh, so there is another way to look at it. If the whole earth is full of the glory of God, then that would mean that the earth is full uh, of angels and uh, that guard and protect God's glory. And so that means that we are not surrounded by sin, but we are surrounded by a heavenly host, just like Elisha was that day uh, because there is more grace than sin. And so we are surrounded uh, by a heavenly host, if the whole earth is full of the glory, angels that are ascending and descending into the earth and into the heavens that are ready to fight for God's glory, ready to defend God's righteousness, ready to attack spiritual wickedness. And so we are not the ones that are outnumbered. We are the ones, we are not the ones surrounded because there is another way, and that is always with God. He will always make a way. Amen. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13, if you stand with me today. There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful. How many know God is faithful that he will not suffer us to be tempted above that we are able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that ye may be able to bear it. And so with God, we have no excuses. Every temptation that the devil brings to our front door, God has a way for us to escape out of it. Then the choice is left to us. Do we go this way? Do we go into the way of temptation and sin? Or do we escape out the other way that God has made for us? He, the devil is always trying to foil God's plans. But he can never do it because God always wins. And God is always victorious. Uh, but don't think that the devil is stupid or an idiot. He's not. He's, he's smart. He's tactful. But our God is just so much smarter. Our God is so much greater um, even though the devil is always watching, he's always there. When God is getting ready to do something great, the devil is going to try to stop it before it starts. And, and so the devil is an early riser. He'll, he'll, he'll beat you to your bedside waiting for you to get up. And so that's why you have to get up before he does. Uh, and so uh, beat him at his own game. And so uh, God does something great uh, in the Garden of Eden, and the devil shows up to try to stop it. He thought he did, 
He thought that God was going to give him a, a, a ribbon or something, but instead God gave him an IOU for a beatdown uh, uh, that he, he did to himself. Because when God was getting ready to deliver Israel from Egypt, what happens? Satan showed up early and moves on Pharaoh to kill all the baby boys. It's amazing. It's about the time that God is going to start uh, preparing a, a deliverer for his people. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, now the Pharaoh wants to kill all baby boys. And so why? Because Moses is going to be born, but there's another way. Put that baby in the basket and push him into the Nile, and I, I will have the enemy raise up and train the very one who I will use to bring out of Egypt and to cripple the nation of Egypt. Uh, the, the devil thought he was winning there in Egypt by, by killing all the baby boys. But, hey, God said, hey, there's another way that we're going. There's another way that the people of God are going to go. And you're going to help me, devil. You're going to raise up uh, Moses in the temple, and he's going to come back, and he's going to see to your destruction. And so uh, don't let the devil show up in your life. Life, uh, and ruin what God is trying to do in your life because God has something great for you. God's got a purpose. He's got a plan for you. And uh, there's always a way to take, but we need to make sure that we're going to go the other way that God wants us to go. A star appears and wise men are summoned by the call of God to worship the Messiah. But the devil shows up and all of a sudden now, all the baby boys two years old and under are to be killed. An angel speaks to the wise men and he says, hey, you guys go home another way. And then he tells Mary and Joseph, hey, there's another way out of this that I'm going to take you. Go down to Egypt and so you will escape the way and the, the wrath that is coming. But 33 years later, the devil's plan had finally come together that Jesus is being led as a sheep to the slaughter on the road to Calvary that there is no way to go. You can't get out of this one. This is a one-way road up to Golgotha's Hill. There's only one way out, and that is through death. But the Bible says, Jesus, who for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. So even on that lonely road that he was trekking down, Jesus looking up and he saw joy ahead of him. He didn't see, he didn't see the death and the, uh, the pain and the Head, but Jesus was seeing another way. There was joy that it was him that gave him, that enabled him. Uh, and so the devil thought that he cornered Jesus, uh, but Jesus told himself, there is a devil thinks that this is going to go down. And three days later, up and said, hell in the grave. I'm leaving this place because there is another way. 
down. And takes his own way out. That's the God that we serve. Even though we may be locked up for days, do say now's the time to go. Now's the time we're getting out of here. Let's get the keys to death, hell, and the grave, and we're going out another way. And when Jesus rose from the grave, so did an army of saints came with him out of the grave. Uh, and so Jesus went held captive by death and said, me because I'm escaping out of this place. You don't have to die in your situation. There is another way out. Just follow Jesus. And as Jesus resurrected, the Bible says many others rose from the grave and they went Talk about a testimony. Talk about a power of the act of God. When people who have been dead and long gone all of a sudden start showing up again, that's the power that God has. That's the God that we serve. We just got to put our faith and our trust in him. No matter how dark it gets out there, we got to trust, hey, there's another way in God. It doesn't. I'm here to tell you that there is another way. Don't stay in that corner. It's time to raise up. It's time to rise up. It's time to awaken. It's time to ask God to open up our spiritual eyes so we can see what God is doing in our lives because there is always another way. And I don't know what this year holds. I don't know how dark it may get out there, but that's okay. We've got God on our side. We've got him on our side, and he's always going to make a way where there seems to be no way. Amen. And so if you're going through a hardship, if you're going through a trial in your life right now, we want to open up these altars and say, hey, let's come and seek the face of God. Let's come and find that other way. Amen. God is here for you today. Answer your prayers. Come on. Let's come on down and worship him. Let's come on down and seek his face, and he'll lead us out of here another way today. Hallelujah. Come on. Let's worship the Lord together. Hallelujah. Jesus, what is it that you need? Jesus is here today. No weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. doesn't matter how dark it may be. We're going to find God. The Lord is going to be a light. Come on, there's always another way. Come on, let's step out in faith and believe today.
we're going to be victorious.
choose their way, but we're going to choose our way, and that's going to be following the Lord wherever he leads us. Amen. We're going to be victorious in Jesus' name. No matter the situation, no matter the details, amen, we're going to give to God, and he's going to make a way. Amen. Amen. God bless you all. You're dismissed today in Jesus' name. Don't forget about the bread in the back. Amen. Have a great day. Have a great week in Jesus' name.